It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the JMS Boxing Podcast with me, John. I'm Sam. And today... We have got probably the best looking guest. I have to, I have to <laughs> the best looking guest we've had on. Um, I think other some other people out there would disagree, but the uh, yeah, Luke Gibb or Luke Gibbo is your uh, known out everywhere else. How's it going? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, all good. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. No, absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Obviously, taking time out to basically just talk about your career and stuff like that and talk about the background and everything like that. Mm. Um, with that then, what I like to do, as you've probably um, heard before, where strip it right back. How did you start boxing? God, jeez, right. i going back some years now. Mm. So um, I think just as a kid, um, just on the street, playing football, um, man, all just being around sort of like... Council estate, really. Mm. Um, one of the boys all of a sudden brought out two pairs of boxing gloves, and we're all like in the field <laughs> having digs at each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally just having yeah, just having digs at each other. Um, and yeah, I just I liked it. Um, and there was a girl on my road uh, called Abby, whose dad it was a boxing trainer, okay. uh, Steve, and he was a family friend as well mm. um, for my dad and stuff like that. But I, I hadn't really had too much dealings with him as such. Um, and, yeah, she was out one, we was out in the field. She was out there one time. She was like, oh, my dad does boxing this now. And I was like, oh. She's planting yeah. everyone. She's dropping everyone. She's <laughs> dropping everyone around you. You're like, my dad? Oh, okay, yeah, I'll have some of that. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I went up. She said, I'll oh, come up. Um, I do first Friday. Come up, knock on the door. So I went up, knocked on the door. Jumped where where was this? This was on my road, on my on my road. Like, he, like come knock on the door and he'll he'll take you up the gym. Okay. So yeah, went up there. Um, What's this the Maidstone? No, this was Specksheaf. Oh, okay. Where I, where I come from, yeah. So um, yeah, knocked on the door and he's like, like hopping around, Irish fella, thick accent. And uh, yeah, well, I went to the boxing gym and just like like anyone, just just fell in love with it. Mm. I fell in love with at the, at the time I was actually playing football, and. Um, 
you still get stuck in on football and that and yeah. on the floor and whinge and cry and this and just couldn't get going really with it. And um, with the boxing, yeah, the, I think the first first time I actually went, he went, I'll oh, put some gloves on, go in there sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I just, just fell in love with how you can sort of knock shit out of each other. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and you literally instantly make friends. Um, and with football as well, I used to go, and you take a while to sort of get to know people and people wouldn't talk and TP. Literally the first session, after the first session, I felt like I just knew everyone in there and couldn't wait to go back again. What was the boxing club? What was uh, it called? It's Nemesis. So Nemesis ABC. They've actually um a few years ago um, folded, unfortunately. Right. Uh, due to just um COVID yeah, and no, stuff. Yeah, there. COVID stuff and I think uh, I think the trainer had come down ill and he was just trying to find people to do the training it all kind of just went a bit I don't know the full ins and outs so I should do really but who, um, yeah, who was the trainers then? it was uh, Tony Pettit and then um, Steve Roach um, and yeah Steve Steve God bless him passed and uh, obviously we'll get into that a bit later but that's kind of when I sort of fell out of love with boxing right. a bit as well how old was you? when I f- yeah when you first, first started first, yeah, yeah when I first started I was um, I was well I went uh, when I was yeah 12 12 uh, oh, my first okay. fight was literally just that I turned 13 when you can can actually oh, fight okay. so um, yeah I had to wait until my birthday <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. it's, it's mad that mindset you're talking about how um, like you said you, you literally got in there you fell in love with it yeah. I, um, <laughs> I it's strange because I put it out like myself I was when I jumped in and I remember I jumped, I started kickboxing and jumped into the boxing side of it. And I was at um, Bill Beck's oh, gym. Yeah, yeah he oh, invited yeah. me down at Brompton yeah. and they put me in with this lad. Rapid. Yeah. So he um, put me in the ring. He put me in the ring with the lad. Yeah. Rapid. Dropped me straight away. Oh. And I, out of nowhere, it weren't like, you know, when it's one of those, it's just so quick and you're like, yeah. oh. I'm on my ass, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like this." And I no. just so it was the opposite. No, I feel like happened to me. Yeah. yeah. So you, you was it? Did you jump straight into the amateurs then at thirteen? Then yeah. So um, it was an amateur club that I went to, um, and I kind of did like I said, just fell in love with it, and it all happened really quick. Yeah. Um, so I got uh, sort of carded, got medicals um, through the sort of amateur system. And then um, I remember I was, I was quite light. I think I was 41 kilo. So I had to keep going to, I couldn't get um, matched up. So I kept going to shows as a spare. So just weighing in, getting milty, right. hoping to try and get a fight. And uh, yeah, one, one day I went as a spare and yeah, got my first fight. Um, and yeah, managed to stop him in the first round. Um, and then yeah, forty one kg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was again. It was it was. Uh, I sort of. I remember. I, I got it on tape as well. I uh, I stepped stepped to the right book, right hand over the top, sort of hit him on the top of the head. But then his nose just thin bit of blood come down the young <laughs> his nose. It was all kids. And uh, yeah, he come in and I sort of give him one of them sort of stiff jabs. Oh, as you look okay, away, yeah, yeah. Run straight onto it again, and then yeah, his nose come down, and I suppose it, it was his first fight as well. And then the ref, ref called it off. Um, yeah, so where well, you looking there? Like as you turn round, you, you yeah, put, literally put I just give one in. of them, just give him a jab. <laughs> so he come into it as well. But the first shot, in all fairness, for done the nose was was a, was a good shot. But um, I remember the head guards like massive 
big uh, Lonsdale head guard <laughs> yeah. like this. I'm like small, not even over the top ropes and that, and Gunfield in, just chubby cheeks. And, How yeah. big were the gloves? What size were the gloves? Uh, yeah. Nothing, it's 10 ounce. Oh, I okay. Think, but, um, the amateur ones with the white beach, yeah, just normal amateur gloves. Uh. So... You had your first fight, and then how, what happened after? Did you just continue to fight, or yeah, I think I think I was I was very lucky and fortunate um, that at the time I started, there was just amateur shows every weekend, well, and there was loads, of, right, yeah, yeah, loads of loads of stuff, um, loads of shows. So you was literally up and down the country, and if you wasn't boxing, you'd be going to watch someone that was boxing, and mm. your, your whole team would be travelling everywhere. So um, I'd always be going and just weighing in anyway. Um, when when you're young, you're, you're not really worrying about weight as much and stuff like that. So it's a case of just packing the gum shield. You're and, just ready to fight. Yeah, kind of thing. And, and you're doing it for the love. You're not you're not doing it for money. There's no nothing like that involved. Mm. And it's just it, probably the best times of my boxing career was definitely my amateur times. How did you find like learning when you first jumped in? Did you would you say you was a natural like to learn to? box or was um, it did it not come not really I wasn't a natural boxer in a sense of I didn't just put on a pair of gloves and knew kind of what I was doing I was definitely tall but I think I was a natural in a sense of I really enjoyed it and I, I didn't just enjoy the actual boxing I really enjoyed all the training the discipline of it um just the actual Hard work. Yeah, and just everyone in the gym, just the, the friendships you made and just the actual bond of it. Um, I was I was really into my football at the time and I had a good football team and I, I got on well with all the lads, but it was just a complete different feel. Um, like I said before, you're, you're sort of hitting each other and stuff and you're getting out and you're shaking gloves. And yeah, you're shaking each other's hands, going like, for a drink. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of... Yeah, and when, when your mate's fighting, like your teammate's fighting, you, you feel everything with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just a kind of... Yeah, it's a, a different kind of feeling. That's where I believe boxing is different to any sport, oh, is you definitely. could kick 10 bells of shit out of each other. We've had it where yeah. we've had... We'll yeah. just kick 10 bells of shit out of each other and be like, oh, having a drink? I see, yeah, like, or you'll fight someone yeah. and they'll be like your animosity now but it gets squashed yeah. there and then you're like oh let's go for a drink yeah. do you know what I mean it's the only sport really <clears throat> that I believe you can do that where you can yeah. just have it out and yeah. just it's both a lonely one and not yeah, well at the same yeah time. so the um, so did you stay at Nemesis for all yeah. your amateur career yeah my whole amateur career um, I stayed at Nemesis um, great club great Great kids, great coaches, just, um, yeah, just literally stayed there. I know a lot of the boys, especially in amateurs, moved gyms from gyms to gyms, but I just felt comfortable. Did you um, do any Harrogate Cups or anything like that? Yeah, done Harrogate Cup. Um, I went in it twice in the elite. Um, I lost to the, f- got to the final of the first year, um, lost to a French boy. Um, and then, I think the second year I lost again in the second year as well um, to another overseas. Both finals. Yeah, both, both finals. Yeah, both, both finals, finals of. Um, I don't know how it is now, but at the time there was there was like four different grades of the thing, and there was like a league where it was like overseas, and and you're fighting against sort of. So you're fighting um, the best European. of the best, yeah, yeah. Playing, like European sort of stuff. But kind of when I when the having game come about for me. Um, it was like the latter end of right, my okay. amateur career as such when I'd sort of 
Boxer England and stuff like that. See Boxer England so, as well? Yeah, um, yeah. So from uh, Nemesis, you ended up, um, how did you get to Boxer England then? Um, so, yeah, I think it's just consistency, really. I was I was fighting pretty much when I could. Um, I won, I remember winning my first three fights and then I lost my fourth um, against the Southpaw, first time come up against Southpaw, it's that really good kid, went on to come pro. Um, and then I went for quite a bit of winning streak. Um, and then I went into the junior ABAs. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask um, about. Yeah, ABAs. so no, actually, so I went to the schoolboys and I lost in the first round of the schoolboys. And then um, to a boy who'd had about 40 odd fights and I'd only had, I think I'd had six or seven at the time. Right, so the massive. Um, yeah, it was a big, big jump. And <coughs> in all fairness, it was a really, really close fight. Um, and he was really rated highly. The boy, uh, Tom Pangdon, his name was a um, really good kid. And then um, just kept on and on and on. And then I went to the um, junior ABAs and um, I won three fights. Then I got two buys and I won the semi final and got into the final. And I just got absolutely outclassed in the final. Um, literally, I, I think because it was point scoring then, and I think it was something like, uh, I think it was 13 points to two or something. Right. Like that. Absolutely. Similar scored. to the Olympics, the way yeah, the Olympics it was literally is. That. It's literally got scored. Um, but kind of when you get to the final, the eyes are on you a little bit as such. Um, and then got called up for like England's, uh, so it's London squads and stuff like that. So boxing for London and going overseas and that kind of thing. Then, the next year come around uh junior ABAs again and yeah got to the final um beat kid okay but, but they give it to the other boy but i got the call up instead of him because all the england all the england coaches and everything was there it was a big kind of scandal right. thing all at the time that he was a silver medalist um in the europeans for england and but I actually got picked then over him. That shows, um, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I got I got put on the England squads um, instead of him, kind of thing. And then, yeah, once you're in that kind of setting, you're you're sparring the best boys, you're in the best camp. You're it's just you kind of go up a notch mm. because you're at the bottom of the food chain again. And then you're you is that to, up in Sheffield? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, with with the England, it was all over. To be honest with you, uh, we used to have like camps in Manchester, like Durham, all different places. But it wasn't until I got onto GB um, when then it was um, base was in Sheffield. Oh, okay. Sheffield. So how um, how old were you when you got your call up to England? Then oh, I think I got my letter through the door when I was sixteen. I did feel like representing. Yeah, it was just yeah, as if a thing. I remember taking it to school and just like yeah, I got called up <laughs> for the thing. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I got called up. No, just like I got called up for the assembly. Yeah, it was just a different feeling altogether. Um, and it was yeah, it was it was good. It's a real real good like happy moment. How, how was you travelling? Was it a parent? Your parents travelling with you? Yeah, so it? I used to get the train, or um, parents would take me, yeah. um, and then. Kind of when it moved on, I, I passed the test pretty quick. Um, so I was 17, I used to drive my car up there and stuff like that. So it was a case of whoever was about at the time, really. 
um, to get up to Sheffield. To add, to add to get up there. Yeah. So the um, how like you said, obviously the England setup was up a notch. Um, fighting for England, what was you travelling throughout Europe and? Yeah, so with that, it was I only went to where I went to France. I boxed against France. I went to Germany. Boxed against Germany. Um, boxed against Canada, but they come over to us. Uh, boxed against America, I think it was as well, but they come over to us. Uh, so was, I believe it was only five, four times. Yeah. Um, but and in the multi nations um tournament, so yeah, with with that probably about seven times. Please tell me, um, give the Americans a hiding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> good. I won that one. Yeah, so. Um, and then yeah, won against Canada. Uh, lost one and won one against Germany. Uh, and lost both against France. Because the the amateur setup um, probably obviously completely different to the way that the pros are set up. It is literally you are matched fifty fifty yeah. every time, every yeah, time. Yeah. And you're all, even if it like, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're fighting guys better mm-hmm. than you. And yeah, like you just don't uh, really don't know. With with that though, when you get into them realms, that's when it starts becoming more of right. Got to make weight. Yeah, we're in this category. Um, what weight you fighting at at the time? At the time, it was I went on as fifty four kilos. Yeah, and then uh, they put me up to fifty eight. Um, so I boxed at fifty four, and then I moved up to no, sorry, I went on at fifty uh, seven, fifty seven kilos, and they moved me up to sixty. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I felt much better at sixty. But that was the horror stories of trying to make weight. I remember being in like hotel rooms, and with we're in a hot bath. And like me and the boy, I'm finger both in this bath with our shorts on, and like literally the door shut, and we're we're trying to sweat and sweat and sweat to make mm. weight, and then you fight one day, and then next day you got to make the same weight again and fight again because the, the weights are all the same thing. So you're fighting like three times in three days, but still trying to make consistent weight, plus trying to refuel, mm. um, trying to stay yeah energized. Y- you're you're just not educated like they are you are now yeah it wasn't you did have you had people looking off out for your food but it wasn't like pinpoint to how it is now so you had your meals and cooked for you and stuff like that but it was just healthy food that was cooked yeah. for you it weren't like the intake and the macros and all the different mm. things that they they look at now and that kind of started coming into it more when i went on the gb setup. Mm. And it was still quite fresh then with then starting to bring in strength and conditioning and that kind of side of things through the amateur system. I imagine it was, you saying about that, the, the England setup. I imagine it was like um, sort of the old school, eat healthy, get to weight yeah. you and then we'll cut you down. We'll yeah, just strip it. it, we'll strip it off and then get you out and there. it was all long runs. It was all that kind of old school skipping they, in all fairness, they never let us wear bags or sauna suits or anything like that. But it was, it was old school in the sense of, right, we've got to get up early. People had them or not making weight. They had to go for a long run, yeah. layer up, um, yeah. and that kind of look on it. Who were the trainers at the England set oh, If you was can, Mickey, I know, yeah. Mickey. I can't um, no, I can't think of that. Yeah. Um, so from your England setup, then, how did the GB um, come around? How did the GB so, team come around? Yeah, with the England thing, I 
I was just, as well, I was quite a polite boy mm. and it goes quite a long way. So when they're taking you abroad and taking you and stuff like that, your, it's your mannerism. Cause you're not you're in hotels teabagging people yeah, where other lads exactly would be. <laughs> you're, you are representing your country. Yeah. And I, I was very, say geeky, but I was a bit geeky in that sense. Like I was a boy's boy mm. and I was, but when it come to that, I really took kind of pride in. Right, behave yourself because you're representing your country. Yeah. You're away. You're, you, they took you away. You're. It was kind of the first little time I was going abroad and stuff as well because I wasn't going abroad as a kid. I weren't took on holidays, so it was a, a real big thing for me. So a lot of the stuff as well was, I think my, the way I was acting and the way I was. So I was your so fit as well. Yeah, I was training so hard, like really hard. I was taking it really serious, and I was dedicating to it. Um, so then I went to Germany, uh, to box in Germany and, uh, my first fight, I come against tall Southport and I knocked him out in the first round and dropped him. And I fought the next day against another one who literally was just spoiling me, holding me, grabbing me. Cause I'd probably done that the night before. And then he got the points decision, which he shouldn't really mm. have again, but then they put me forward for um, a GB development like trial squad, like just to go trial. And again, the same kind of thing. We had like a bleep test and I won the bleep test. I was first getting up. You had to like get up at like half six and go for a run. I was like first ready, first. Literally. Still loving it. Yeah, still loving still it. Still in, in really, the moment, enjoying really, it. Yeah, really dedicating myself to it and trying to be the best I could really at that time. Um, and I actually didn't make the first team. So I let it come to my door and it's like, unfortunately you haven't. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You haven't um, made it. This and that. And then the next day, I got another letter come through the door saying um, we would... Um, uh, sorry for the first letter kind of thing, uh, like it all written properly. Um, unfortunately, I haven't made it for the funding, um, but we would like to offer you um, and only you this chance to come up 
and um, still train and be in the system because they could only take on so many boys right. with the funding at the time. Yeah. But I think, in all honesty, the, the boys were better than me that they picked. But I think it was my attitude that kind of got me into it. And then I was going up there. I went up there for, I think it was um, um, six weeks or something. And it was every other weekend you go up there. Um, so, yeah, I was up there probably yeah, six weeks or so. so and then I imagine. I imagine they've gone, okay, so these lads are the lads that we want, but mm. this lad, we we can mould him to how we want, how GB and... Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, there, there's there's boxers with, like I said, with natural talent in a sense of they, they, they've just got it. They don't have the nerves. They don't have the... They can just literally turn up and be like, right, and just, they've just got it, but they... They don't have the dedication. There's, there's, you, you get it with the pros, you get it with everything you can mm. tell. Like, just, yeah, it's like there's boxes what just haven't got the right focus with it where they just come and go, come and go, come and go. Mm. And I think that's what it was in amateurs. It was especially at that age. Also, you're sticking a load of testosterone 16 yeah. year olds in yeah, a hotel and, yeah. mate, just I can imagine in. some of the shit yeah. that goes into that. I mean, your, again, like, I got pulled into it as well. You, you do your your way. You're up Sheffield. You're in the true sport, and then all of a sudden, there's there's like there's an ice hockey rink club next to us. Then there's all some girls and this. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's what it is. And, and uh, I just managed to get up when I was meant to get up. When I'm cold, I'm up, ready, go. Even if I'm mean? over, like, oh, I ain't yeah. gonna show this. I'm just was, on it. <laughs> I was training. You train sort of six times a day up there, and I was training. I was. Going straight back to the room. Six times a day. Yeah, training straight back to the room. And that's like with a run. Mm. You come back from a run. Then you'd have maybe strength conditioning. Then you'd have, or sparring, sorry. Then you'd have strength conditioning. Then you'd have a, a chilled session where it's sense like technical stuff. And then um, you'd probably do another little like run of an evening um, or track work or bleed test or however yeah. they sort of done it. But um, I used to literally train and Go back to the room. I bet he was absolutely shattered. Absolutely shattered. Yeah, it was full on, but it was, yes, it's just what you wanted to do at the time. You're in that bubble of loving boxing, mm. just just being in, being amongst it all. Yeah. The best they, of everything as well. In, up the insurance ball, it was literally. It was the trainers. It was, it was um, oh, mate, I can't remember saying that. I've done it again. I'm terrible, yeah. I'm the worst <laughs> of names, honestly. <laughs> I'm literally the worst in names. Um, there was it was an older boy, and, and he swapped for. Um, I'm trying to think of the name now. Begins with K, I think. I can't. What, what year was you up there? What year? So it was um, 2007 through to 2009. Really. So you when you joined 17. Yeah, yeah, 17, 17 18, 19, yeah. really. And then had a, had a year out and then kind of went back, but I just took myself away from, from boxing completely. Okay. Um, I was in, I was in the, um, development squad mm. and then there was the podium squad above that. Um, and it was like me and Luke Campbell and stuff like that. And then, uh, Luke got picked over me, um, rightly so as well. And, then it kind of just, I kind of lost my way a little bit. Just with boxing in general, I was 18, going out, 
um, I wasn't actually drinking because I never really drank until I was like 22. Right. Because I was dedicated to boxing, but I liked women. <laughs> and I liked, yeah, I liked going out and I liked socialising and, again, probably a bit of ego stuff at the time. You're boxing for England. Yeah. You know, this and you're, you're you young get, and you get like a jacket. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're kind of like, you can, you can get away with doing everything. I was mm. doing late nights. I, was, I remember going like Amadeus. And driving oh, straight from Amadeus, yeah, straight from Amadeus up to London squad training and just getting like with like Lewis Petty and a few others, just getting a couple of like half hour kip in the car and straight into Man. straight into training, sparring all the best boy, like all the boys and this and that. And but you could at age, you just get, get away with it, it. Yeah, yeah, you get away with it. And then I weren't drinking, so it weren't that I was hanging or anything like that. I was still drinking water, but you know, I was going out doing my thing by the girls like straight to training and yeah just kind of getting away with it just where you get a phone call you're like fuck I need to get somewhere yeah. I'll get, get clothes on out and that's exactly what it was and, and just I was I was playing at it without knowing I was playing at it mm. I thought I was still training hard I was still doing my runs I was I was getting up I was doing road works at the time so I was getting up at half five in the morning I was doing my road works with my boxing trainer. Cool. So I used to have to go up to, I remember in the winter, I'd go up, knock on the door, and he'd just pass me a kettle. I used to have to go and de-ice the van. Whoa, and I'd be freezing man. cold out there, oh. and then literally make my way to work. And then I'd come home, and I'd be knackered. And I'd go down to, and he'd literally come, drive down, knock on the door, right, come on, training, or, or run to the gym, or however it was. And it was just, I used to be able to just get away with Doing it, going did clubbing. It, did you just work, hit the wall this. then, where you just went right? All of this is too much. Yeah, I then... think I think like when I go back to, I was playing a in the sense of I was skipping corners, so I was going on the runs, I was doing the runs, but I wasn't. I was then instead of doing the, the sprints and doing the hill stuff, and I was kind of going for a run, and it was like oh, I've got to go out, so I'm rushing it. Going out. Easy, easy yeah, run. Just, yeah, easy just run. Don't want to sweat. Just playing, you want to yeah, get, get yourself in like the shower yeah, after. And then, you wanna... and then started missing training, that kind of stuff. Missing, oh, I'll be right if I missed that one. I'll be right if I do that. And then, yeah, just, I remember, and then I got found out. I went, I took a bit of time out where I weren't training and stuff. And then the ABA was coming up. And I'm like, right, love that. ABA's, yes. And, um, Back then, you could fight twice in one day and stuff like that. So, and then I, I won my first fight um, for the Southern Area. I won that. And then I went through to the Londons. And I won my first fight in the Londons. And I had another boy afterwards. And then I lost that. And I didn't turn it on until the third round, really. I lost the first round. Second round was, I could have probably nicked it. I needed to have a big last round. I had a really big last round. But because I didn't do enough in the first two rounds, I lost a fight and I did lose a fight. And that's where I got found out in a sense of I shouldn't have really lost to that boy that I lost to. And it was at the time in the Londons where I'd won the Londons probably four years previous, like every four yeah. years and then getting into like the final sort of semis or around that area. And then that's when it kind of 
Yeah. Did it went. hit? Did was it? Did it hit you? Did anyone speak to you? Or was you just on your own with no, this? No. So I was on my own with no. Well, I was with my boxing trainer where I was very close to. Yeah. Very close to, and he could see I was playing a little bit at it, but he kept on at me and kept at me, and then um, yeah, unfortunately he passed, and I was I was like working working with him constantly. He's like, he's like in all fairness, a second father figure to me. Loved him to bits. And this is from a young age yeah. all the way through and away from boxing. We used to go on long walks and just working. I was just with him all the time. And yeah, just one day started complaining of a bad back and was doing road work. So you kind of yeah. like, you've met yeah. me men, oh, you know, I'd start to chill. And all of a sudden, boom, cancer. And then within a space of a month, he had deteriorated and passed. And boxing, then way young and you're, you're very headstrong. It was about him as well. And I just kind of just literally fell out of love with boxing and it was going that way anyway that I just, yeah, just, and, and like life yeah, as well. Yeah, life, yeah, well. that was it. And then, um, I went and worked with another old boy doing the roads and I was with him for two years and then he passed and it was kind of, it was just with a heart attack next to me in the van. So I had to get him out of the van and yeah, sort of, uh, luckily I was just outside of McDonald's on Elton High Street. So I called the, um, uh, called 999 and they spoke me through what to do and I was there really quick. Managed to keep him alive and he passed in hospital. And around all that time I was back boxing, but trying to find my feet and then I thought, oh. Trying to find feet in life yeah, as and well. Yeah, just that. And then, yeah, and then I got enough offered a job to do the promoting with the club promoting. Mm. And I thought, right, he's passed, he's passed road well. I've seen all the old boys limping and crippled and I just thought, right, let's have a change up. And then went, More went birds. into that. Yeah, went into that. And then the boxing, <laughs> just went, the boxing just went boom for, yeah, five, six years. Just nothing, no training, no, just not even thinking about it. So you it. Didn't, didn't step back in the ring mm. and anything like that? So no, you just, until I went pro. Till you went pro. Yeah, and that was six years later than my amateur stuff. So your last amateur fight was the that ABA, was it? Or? Yeah, that was in 2012, I believe it was. And then, uh, yeah, 2000 or 2011 it might have been actually. Um, and then, yeah, didn't. Didn't turn over. I could have turned no. over then. To yeah, I could have made a few well. points like Lewis Petty and stuff like that. Went with, um, went with Queensbury and Frank Warren, who was the, the big one at yeah. the time. Um, and I could have sort of gone down that route then, but I just wasn't, I just wasn't Heart in love with boxing. Yeah. And I was quite like, in being honest, immature for my age as well. So I was quite like a young, like I'm still feel really young now. Mm. Like I'm not old, but like no. I still feel younger than what I am. Are you 33 now? 34. 34. Yeah, 34. But I, I, back then I was 20, just mate. very, very <laughs> like, yeah, like, like immature, like wasn't sort of, weren't looking at bigger pictures of anything. It was like, yeah, what's this? Now? Yeah. Just living for the moment. And, and just, yeah, I was just working hard, playing hard training hard I was kind of trying to yeah. just do it all but yeah did you do like would you just keep would you keep in fit whilst you were promoting or no just no so um I literally put just on party. a lot of weight yeah I put on the weight and when I look back now and look photos just the old cheeks and everything I just yeah partying um not drinking then because I was working so I was work I was working as a promoter so 
I used to drive to work because I was still living in Bexheath, um, driving to Maystone, working, driving home. Um, and then, but it was just eating out, just going out. Yeah, my mates, eating out. Yeah, yeah, eating out. And yeah, Late nights, eat, yeah, during the week. Sleep patterns, probably. Yeah, during the week, going out for meals with my mates and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, boxing weren't even in my mind at all until it was 2016. When, so, how did you get enticed back into it then? Yeah, so yeah, that was, I was out, I was, I was working, and it was actually Ollie Edwards who okay. he come out to a gallery at the time and it was just talking about boxing and stuff like that. I just got chanting. I was like, oh, I used to box and this and I said, oh, you should come down one time. I didn't really. I said, yeah, yeah, give it all that. I'd like to. And kind of thought, yeah, do you know what? I'd like to mm. get back into get training. Back into and, yeah, just have like, just to keep fit sort of thing, get a bit fit. I was putting on a bit of weight and that kind of stuff. And it kind of just, I didn't follow up on it and actually messaged me again. I was like, oh, did you fancy coming down? And just on the cuff, I was like, I went, he's like, oh, we're training tonight, I fancy it. Just went down now to a Ray Askin gym. Ray, yeah. yeah. Is it Sheerness? Yeah, Sheerness, yeah. I went after work one, so I was working in Maystone, went after work, just dug out my old uh, puff and gloves, I think it was, <laughs> and stuff. And uh, yeah, old boots went down now. Um, and oh mate yeah just literally boom they ask you was same kind of mindset and just an absolute lovely mm. person we've had ray out yeah, we've had ray on yeah and, just uh, absolute gentleman and just it was like i warmed to him really quick like steve my yeah. old boxing trainer and it kind of he's no nonsense set up his the way he was and it was old school what I'd fell in love with when I first started boxing I sort of found that there yeah um and yeah again whirlwind I think it, I was training there for four weeks and something and it was like right I'm gonna turn pro and with him sort of saying it as well we'd have thought about it um and he's got a good relationship with Joel Feet and it was a whole just whirlwind again back Enjoy. in love with it yeah blinkers on training boxing this yeah right. Right. just yeah ray said you're the only person he could let switch it oh he yeah, would let switch, switch yeah. it so i've got to ask are you a left-handed orthodox yeah. or you're right-handed uh, southpaw no naturally i'm <laughs> orthodox but i feel really comfortable southpaw are you left or right-handed i'm right-handed oh, okay. but it's it's strange because I can write with both hands and I can when I was playing football right. I was right footed mainly but I was on the left side because right. I because I can whip it in with my yeah. left. So I'm I'd say I'm dexterous as such, but I feel more so when I'm doing like day to day jobs, yeah. I do more with my left, but I am more comfortable with my right. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense, it's completely yeah. weird. So if I, I'm holding something or screwing something, I can I'm like, probably give you a bit of an example. So I'm left-handed. Yeah. Everything that's precision, I yeah. use my left hand for. Everything with power, I yeah. use my right hand for. Yeah. And that's the, how I've described it. That's why you're in a very angry way. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 so he sits on his left foot a while. But like, it's been a while. I need someone else to feel oh, it. For. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Shane's. The right hand south, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the um the team down Sheerness, you got back into it. So you went down there 2016. 
Um, yeah. But how was the conversation? How was like the board and that? Because you've had the time off. Yeah. So I got called up to the boards, and it was just my amateur background. I think that got me through pretty much. Um, and with the boards, they put pressure on you because they want to see how you are and how if you're firing, you're so they did like firing stuff. Yeah, and I just kind of just was chilled. Yeah, just went through it. Spoke quite a lot about the previous stuff with amateurs, um, and yeah, got got past sort of there and then kind of thing with it. To be fair, you're I can imagine <clears throat> as a party promoter. That's quite a stressful job. Yeah. I can imagine it's actually not like, yes. don't get me wrong, yeah. at the end of it, you're like, sweet, I can enjoy mm. it. But you're trying to entice people to your like place, yeah, isn't yeah, you? So it. I can imagine that being quite hard. So mm. that's being stressful, dealing with pissed up people as well. Mm. That's stressful on its own. And like But that's that's kind of um that's kind of what they was hitting me with the questions was. So oh so you're so you're partying all the time. Well, so you're so you're at and I was like, oh no, it's, it's actually a job. So, and I didn't, I, I weren't, paid. yeah, I weren't, I, I didn't drink because it was a case of going back to Mexico and stuff like that. So I used to drive, I used to do my job and I used to go home, but I used to love being in that part. Well, still do being in that, talking to people, being around people, being in that socialised yeah. environment and just the different, it was different every week. And that's what I, I can't have the same thing. It needs to be different. Even with the roadworks, I was doing different paving or this that week doing brick work that week and it was always a different area or yeah. I working i weren't stuck in one place kind of thing and with with the the nightclub stuff it was the same it was there was always a different thing that you had to overcome or different actual booking or different stresses yeah of course so you get your license yeah you you start your pro career then now yeah. you're a professional fighter you come up against Ibra Riaz yeah, yeah. as your so, first yeah, fight. Well-rounded journeyman, very well-rounded journeyman. I think it's for everyone. And, um, yeah, I remember just coming out the first round and boxing as if I was an amateur. <laughs> like just yeah. absolutely <laughs> not, not pacing nothing, not, um, yeah, everything just goes out the window. Um, but How was the camp <clears throat> going up to it? So you've gone from the um, GB setup, the England yeah. setup, just the amateur setup. Now you're pro. <clears throat> your viewpoints obviously are going to be different, and yeah. your fight because normally you're going fifty fifty. Now you're fighting a journeyman yeah. as well, so your mindset's yeah. going to be. How was the camp going into it? So with when I went back, I'd had six years out. Yeah. So I'd been at that kind of high amateur level. But I literally not even picked up a pair of gloves, done any running, done anything. So when I went back, I was, say, a natural boxer because I was a boxer, but the fitness wasn't there. I was amateur. I was up on my toes. So it was a case of restarting again. With, yeah. Yeah. But it was it, even the transition. We didn't even start the actual transition of amateur to pro it was more the sense of let's get back boxing. Yeah. And that was was really good with Ray as well. He didn't, he didn't try and push anything on me straight away in the sense of, I was really up on my toes and I was sparring Ollie. And I I remember I was heavy then as well, a lot heavier. Um, And I I think I was about 11, six, 11, six. And I fought at 10 stone. 
That's heavy. So yeah, is that you heavy? That's I was big. I remember like I was sparring Ollie and stuff like that. I was sparring a lot of the boxers, Dan and Jim, and I was just boxing amateur. Mm. I was up on my toes, I was in and out and um and then it wasn't it's until probably about a sort of good two months or so into it where Ray was like, right, let's kind of slap your feet a little bit. Let's sit on your shots. Let's not send up feet in move, but let's like ground yourself mm. a little bit more. And then that's when I, I sort of got my fitness there. And then that's when Ray started looking at my boxing. Yeah. Um, and he let me enjoy it. He let me just enjoy being back in the gym around it. And he knows what he's doing, Ray. And I think, even looking back at him now, I think he knew he just wanted me to enjoy boxing again. And like we, we, we just speak like in depth. After the session, we'd be there for about 20, 30, 30 minutes, like more, just talking. And not even just about boxing, just about Life. work life mm. and i think that's what got me back falling in love with boxing again was ray and and the boys in the gym but just not the, no pressure or forcing oh you're an england boy let's get you fine let's, yeah do you know what i mean let's, yeah with um with that then would you say that the um would you like reciprocate like learning to like learning again? Yeah, like, that's that's I'm big on I'm big on that anyway. I I love I just love boxing. I study boxing and even I still watch boxing. Yeah, um, and I just follow boxing. I just love it and um it was all new and fresh again. So it was literally like I've just gone and put on a new pair of gloves. So going back to when I first started amateur, the, just the, the, the whole, everything about it, I just fell back in love with it because it was all new. It was all fresh. It was different. Because you know there'll be people out there that will do, you'll have your like amateur background, mm. which is quite decorated, mm. and then they'll go, well, <clears throat> I know better. And you're like, no, they, mm. like, they'll go in there like, I know better. Yeah. And you're like, you're just there like I want to learn just yeah. let me get back into it and, and it was I think I don't know you'd probably have to ask Ray but I think I transitioned quite quick into pro probably more so easier than what I would have if I'd have gone straight from the amateur then into pro I think that six year layoff because I went back more as a novice than as where I was as an amateur so I think I might, I might have to be a question to maybe ask you, but I think I turned to it a little bit quicker for that reason, because it was all news. How did you find the ticket selling? Um, the first one, fine, really yeah. fine. Because there are a lot of people that we've spoke to yeah. and we know mm. the worst part of boxing, yeah. ticket selling. You oh, can train, mate, train. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get 200 people yeah. that will say they'll, they'll buy a ticket yeah. and 10 of them will. That's, that's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's obviously a bad example. But. That, no, it is that. It is that. So I was fortunate with sponsors and stuff like that because I was in, in doing the club for money mm. um, and, and knew quite, quite, know quite a lot of people. Um, and it was all fresh, all new again, all excitable that it was a case of, yeah, ticket, 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 tickets. Uh, I knew it was doing a four-rounder. New, um, again, it's your first fight. So yeah, you are up against a journeyman. Yeah. So you are just 
they weren't until I got probably three, three fights in, I stepped up to an eight rounder quite quick because I was wanting to go for a southern area where the training really stepped up. The strength and conditioning really stepped right. up with Elliot Reid, really good. And I just took my eye off the ball completely with selling tickets. It was all about, I'm doing an eight rounder. This is, uh, this is going to be a 50 50 fight yeah. in the sense of he's coming to win. Um, so yeah, like I was constant, right? Yeah. Boxing, boxing, boxing. I actually had a big thing happen with, I'm going to go into it, but I had a big thing happen with gallery and the, the old owners. Right. And stuff like that, where I lost sort of my job and it was like, right, just boxing now. But loads of stuff was in. Yeah. Yeah. Just weren't the right time for me. I dropped down to lightweight, which was nine stone nine, uh, where when I was doing the 10 stone and just crashed the weight. Terrible on the way. Uh, yeah, as we were speaking earlier. And, yeah. And then I boxed um, and he dropped me in the first round. This is going to be Jordan, Jordan Ellison. Ellison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before you get oh, into sorry, yeah. that's right. No, that's all right. Yeah, no, yeah. So I'll, I'll strip it back to Jamie Quinn then. Okay. When yeah, you yeah. thought Jamie Quinn yeah, is yeah. your second fight. Yeah. Leading up to it, another journeyman. Yeah. Ticket selling fine. Yeah, really good. Just getting in there. Yeah. Uh, I think, Jamie, was he a six or no, he was a four-rounder? A four-rounder, yeah. four-rounder, yeah. So there's another four-rounder. Tickets going really good. Loads of momentum um, coming off the last fight. I've had a bit of a break because of the I got cut in the first one. Mm. Um, a 12-stitcher. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, got uh, cut in the first one. Um, and then, yeah, just excited to get back in. Still enjoying it, yeah, obviously with still Ray. Still it, still enjoying it. Then you come to Fons Alexander. Yeah, Fons Alexander, which was a six-rounder, I think. Uh, set up to a six-rounder. Uh, done well with tickets for that. Well, in all fairness, just didn't really make much money. No. sold tickets to get through. Yeah, people don't know, understand yeah. how no. boxers don't make money. Yeah, it's uh, it. another no. thing that I um, I think we, like, we're glad to highlight here yeah. that – we know, and it, it's, I know it's more now, but I remember back in the day, and it was this was on the cheap side, it would be a thousand pounds you'd have to make for the house, thousand pounds for the opponent, yeah. and then thousand pounds would be for you, mm. but then it's 50 50 after, yeah. And then it's all, and you're like, okay, that's not if you're not selling that mm. many tickets, it's not that much. Yeah, no, that's it. So, but, and I know Joe was quite <clears> good at oh, looking really after, good. yeah, Joe was really, really good. Um, so with, with that again, falling back in love with the, with the boxing, <clears throat> it weren't the whole business and selling tickets side and all that kind of thing for me. It wasn't about making money. Yeah. Um, I'd, I was still in the amateur mindset of the fact that I just fell in love with boxing again. Just want to fight. Yeah. Just want to fight. Just want to do that. And then it kind of highlighted it coming into the, deeper rounds where, oh, I've actually got to make money to fight. Uh, my sixth fight, I think I put 100 quid in or something like that to to get it over the line. Yeah. Um, my eighth, well, my fourth fight with eight rounder, I had to put, I think, 600 quid in. Oh, right. So this is so actually, yeah. Jordan Ellison. Yeah, so you've Jordan had Ellison, to, so yeah. you're losing, losing money. Losing money. But I was, it's weird. I was working and it was my, it was my hobby. It's my hobby as well. Yeah. So boxing, I love boxing. I'm working. And I'm not because I'm making weight and stuff like that. I'm not going out and having meals and all that kind of stuff. So you're you're kind of you're banking on yourself anyway. So I was using I put that money towards it just to cover my tickets to then concentrate more on the the actual fight because the bigger picture was if I got through Jordan, 
as an, I'm going for something else yeah. as well. Um, and then, yeah, I, I got, with that fight, got dropped in the first round. First ever time, amateur, pro, sparring, anything, I actually got put down. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> was it, he hit hard or was it just off balance or was it? No, I hit, he, it was a shot, at, he caught me cold. So first round come out, um, I'd crashed right the weight. Right yeah, yeah, I'd crashed the weight. Um, I, I didn't do the weight well at all. Um, felt going on personal life, yes. I felt really good. Again, like, I ain't going to try and make excuses. Like, warming up, I felt sharp. I felt lovely. I felt right, ready to go, mm. walk out. Everything was perfect. Um, got caught. And even looking back at it now, luckily I had enough sort of, um, like, no boxing enough to take the knee. So I took a knee. Um, I felt good. I was going to get show cut from So I, I took the knee and I got up and I remember getting up from the knee and all of a sudden my legs just felt like jelly. Mm. And then that jelly then turned into heaviness. Yeah. And I was just fighting on on fumes, really. I was just literally, I don't know, you feel that as well when you're sparring. Mm. And you are, like, even when you're, you know, when you're just knackered, you're just like, you're just, Fan punches when you're not even knowing your fan yeah. punches, and that's what it felt like the whole fight, just not with it at all. Um, and I made it through the fight just <laughs> with holding on. I think I might have spat a gum shield once, just using all the, the usual, yeah, literally. Um, I think the experience got me through because I'd been boxed so long, got me through that fight. I was in taking a knee taking all the time I could to get back up um, and just my fitness was really good so my recovery between rounds was good um, except for my legs my legs were just shot to bits um, and yeah luckily I didn't get stopped and I, I made it through with holding yeah. and doing the, so the tying yeah, up and like <coughs> the boxing's such a lonely sport you're yeah. with your team yeah. teaming up but it's not because no. when you're in there I you're on your own no, aren't no, you no, and no, it's, it's, um, it's probably the hardest sport for mm. that so if everything's not right outside yeah. then it's not I don't, I'm not saying like you can have a few bits wrong but if yeah. like as you're describing it I've got if your life is basically crashing around mm. around you yeah. and then you've got to step in a ring, mm. your head's not there. Yeah. It's probably the worst place to be, I that's, think. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And, and with losing my job, the stuff I was subsidising myself, mm. like the tickets, like the strength and conditioning and all this kind of stuff that you're paying out for to better yourself, all of a sudden when you haven't got a job and you're like, oh, and you're, you're worrying about, right, I need that that six hundred pound for tickets and that and yeah, Rent. yeah and this, yeah, this that, need to make sure thing, got yeah. gas electric <laughs> all that kind of stuff is then when the pressure comes on. But again, Joe, brilliant because he really supported me through that um, as well. Um, and it wasn't until yeah looked after me and kind of helped me out through that um, as well, which was was a massive thing. And again, like for a manager and a promoter to care about it he could have easily gone the other way and been like no, yeah no, that's fine do you know what I mean but he was like he was supporting me with that and people don't really people don't see like especially Joe people don't see that side of him uh, no. sometimes he's, no. he's got a good front of him oh, yeah, no, he's, he's good as gold so you took eight months out after that um, 
I'm guessing just trying to piece yourself back together. Yeah, I imagine. Back, yeah, back training. Um, yeah, just I, I went on. I had a holiday already booked before I lost my job. So um, I went away. Was it for, FIFA? Uh, no, well, it was um, it was actually Mexico with my oh, okay. um, with my ex lady at the time, um, but it was all I was planning on right fighting, hopefully getting the win, and then go on holiday, and then come back and then go right. Let's let's try and work towards um, a summer or something like that, um, and then yeah, just literally upset the uppercut um, in the sense of yeah, lost a fight, went away, trying to rebuild. When I come back, it was like right. <laughs> I need a job. Yeah. Um, I went on holiday because I'd already paid for it as an all-inclusive kind of thing. Yeah, come yeah. back, yeah. Come back and then, yeah, got a new job. A new Probably a good reset. Yeah, there as that well. was it. And it was from Mason. I then went back to Bexley Heath. Um, and then it was a whole, right, let's let's get back together. It didn't work out with the ex-missus. Just things in life or happened, yeah. you know what I mean? And then... Yeah, got back, got back to it. And then you fought Naeem Ali? Yeah, yeah. Um, good fight again. Uh, another another journeyman yeah. and such, but a bit more games in the sense of he comes for it, um, which was nice because I found you can find the shots better. It's always better finding someone who's who's coming for it as well because yeah. they're not tucking up and making it hard for you. Um, managed to drop him with a nice uppercut in that fight. Um, yeah, got the win. Do you said obviously it's the first time you had been dropped in the fight before? Yeah. Did you have any like demons per se as, as you uh, as you got in there? Because yeah. I can imagine getting dropped for the first time mm. in your whole career okay, after yeah. like, and you're like, ah, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Did, I don't, I don't think so. In all fairness, because you're even leading up to a fight, you're sparring, and I was sparring good boys in the gym. Um, Good boys, um, like traveling for sparring, like Luke Campbell's, yeah. and um, yeah, just being around that, yeah, just you kind of like, yeah, you just get back in the sense of, yeah, you're you're getting hit and you're, yeah. So then you come to basically your last fight, uh, Andy Harris, yeah. Oh. So yeah, really good fight. In all fairness, I think the ref should have stopped that. Um, but yeah, it was his last fight as well. It was a really good journey, been around for ages. But I think it was catching up with him towards the end and stuff. And then yeah, won that fight, and I just couldn't get the momentum going with it, um, especially after the one before that as well. It was like, right, let's get a couple of fights, mm. let's push on again because the the picture was like a southern air. We yeah. trying to, it was always trying to aim for something. Yeah, what was your aspirations like, British? Uh, when I first start, when I first went back, and it was first turning over, it was all just like let's turn over. And then after the first couple of fights, it was like, right, let's go for some area. But in myself, I'd have loved to have fought for that Lonsdale. Belt. Yeah, it was just yeah. the whole, just yeah. even fight for the British. Um, but I just couldn't get the momentum going. Um, partly to. Yeah, partly, mainly with life in general as well. Right. And trying to get on shows, so have a fight and then get get on the next show, a uh, fight would fall through. And, yeah. And just the whole momentum People for me. don't see that yeah, side of it. the whole either. momentum for me just couldn't, couldn't get going. Um, 
and not no one's fault really it's just just weren't meant to be kind of thing really did you decide then <clears throat> to knock it on the head or was it just a case of you you had something planned or things fell through and then just time went by well, that's yeah well, that's when covid kind of come about so i had that i had the Andy harris fight and then that was it right let's get some momentum i remember i got um i got a few offers to fight just like money fights um i think price o'leary um and i was like no way <laughs> i'm glad he said that <laughs> i'm glad he said that but he was like no way um and then yeah i just couldn't get that next one to yeah. go for something there and then and then yeah um covid come and that seemed to have killed so many because we was licensed by like boxers we could still train a lot of it and so we're still training um and then yeah a bowling come about in lockdown um, oh, got a phone call about bowling yeah i got a phone call about would you like to do something with that and then at the time i was in talk with my business partner because he worked for me at my old uh, place so we had a bit of a plan we were uh, no that was pure mixy pure, yeah, yeah, good place as well yeah. it was a really good place and um yeah we we had a plan of doing something ourselves kind mm. of thing just talking like but not nothing really about it and then that kind of happened all quick so it was yeah the, the focus sort of went elsewhere yeah. during a time where you couldn't really fight small hall shows definitely yeah. weren't happening so it was yeah but you're also now um, normally I ask what, but I know you. I'll ask you in a minute. Say, you're also now helping provide small hall shows a platform. Yeah. Um, pro with Dean White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unlicensed with yeah. Pete Stoughton and the yeah. MMA with Damon Lake. Yeah. So you're helping as well. Mm. Something that we've said are, are killing it at the moment mm. with the, the way that everything's gone and COVID has really mm. like destroyed small hall shows. Yeah. And you're helping provide a platform to get them back on so yeah it's just that's again because the venue's so big and it's and it's a nice venue it's a balling in maidstone by the way i'll plug it for you i'll plug it for you (laughs) but um yeah so whereas and again boxing just love it um know pete very well yeah used to do shows there when it was gallery yeah, yeah. work there before so knew the setup knew the structure got him in there before and um and yeah, I literally as well, I was going back boxing. So I've actually got my, uh, I've still got my license. Okay. So I've renewed it again. <laughs> um, okay. But so yeah, the point, the thought was, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. And I just haven't gone back. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the thing of it. Work, life, just had a little baby girl, just. Things just keep coming. When I'm planning or looking to go back, things just kept cropping up. And yeah, again, no excuse because if you want to do something, you do it. It's hard with kids, yeah. though. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So the um, so you're doing that at the moment then with bowling. Yeah. And... So doing yeah, doing bowling and then yeah, with the the Dean White thing, that was a that was a big achievement, like self achievement, personal yeah. achievement was getting the venue signed off by the board. So, yeah, with people probably don't know that the boxing board actually have to come out, assess the venue, oh. sign off the venue. 
to be able to have another feather in the bow like we know quite a few alterations you had to do so you had to do um, we had to make a room a first aid room yeah um, and put running water in that room so we had to actually get um, get someone to come out money but yeah to spend our own money as a venue to then get running water in there um, and a few other little boxes that had to be ticked to, to get signed off by the board, um, which uh, then got signed off. Mm. And then now the venue's signed off. Once you get signed off, that's it. You can have any show yeah, there. You can have yeah. any, any professional show there. So I, anyone, like, yeah. I need to blow smoke up your ass because I don't like blow smoke <laughs> up anyone's ass. But I'll, I'll, I'll see you there the other day. I went to the uh, MMA show and your venue's actually really nice. Yeah. It's really, I can see like the attraction to mm. it as well was considering like some of the venues that we've been to mm. like I Gosh, see the yeah, some of them are, yeah. oh yeah I can see the attraction it's low well it is as well and uh, it's from being that background so I, I speak to Dean quite regularly and he's, he's talked to me about the problems he has of matching fighters doing this doing that and I know the fighters how they feel yeah as well as it's not easy to shift a ticket, especially in the current climate. Oh, it's yeah. hard to shift anything. Cost and that's, living crisis. That's, that's across every platform. Yeah. So for us as a venue, yeah, we want to make the venue look the, the bollocks because it's our venue. But yeah. we want to make, we add the little bits like the, the smokes will come up, the blue and red smokes, when the red corner comes out, all red lights, the razzmatazz, the whole excitement of it because they've got to shift tickets. So coming, looking at like the matchroom shows and the stuff like that, they, they hit the nail on the head with the Sweet Caroline yeah, and yeah. the whole mm. making it an event to go to. So you're going to watch your mate, your mate's boxing, but you you want to have a jolly up. You want to have, you want to have a bit of a party atmosphere. Yeah, you want to have a bit of yeah. a show. You want to have a bit of a razzmatazz about it. So I think where, where we're hitting that sort of market is, yeah, it is a club as well. And we have got the lights, we have got the setups, but we've brought extra smokes, what are like £600 each. That like we've brought two of them as a venue. We've added in more lights. We've added in more settings. Like we've got a guy to come out to add in more settings for the red corner, for the blue corner, for when they walk down this side, all these lights are blue. When they walk down this side, all these lights are red. And... Weird. That's, it's yeah, actually yeah, the the, that's, the attention to detail yeah. that would only come from yeah, quite, yeah. That's, you know that's what, I mean? what it is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's funny that the attention to detail, mm. and um, I imagine because you know when you're looking at something, you don't see it until it points out no. as well. But you yeah. you do if you get what I mean. That's it's it. weird. When I the next time I go down there, I'm going to see all yeah. of this. I'm going to be like, oh, but nice. when you <laughs> when you do like that, the strobes and all the different things. But when uh, the fighters are doing there, so I used to do a lot of interviews for my fights to try and build fights and they're trying to build their fires. So with the venue, we've got the cocktail bar upstairs, which we use as like a changing room, but there's like a nice sign there. So when they come and do the filming, like, right, yeah, come do the filming at the venue, like free of charge, don't charge anything. That's part of the hire and the stuff like that. So they're actually filming in the venue as well. The venue looks nice. There's a nice big neon behind yeah. them. It's looked bright. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Or they ask, and I say to them, like, bring your pull-up banners. So if it's a show like Pete's show or someone else's show, bring your banners, bring your pull-up stuff, bring your, like, 
you'd look after the small detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like this pull-up banners, they're like 50-odd quid, but they're promoting you can put whatever you want on that banner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Same yeah. with boxers. If the boxers have got um, people who are sponsoring them, they could, for 50 quid, the sponsors would probably pay for it, yeah. get a banner made, bring the banner, like, and I, I point that into the boxers. Like, I say, right, try and do, try and do this, try and do that. Like, oh, you sponsor like that. You might get a bit more quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all helping them in the bigger picture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so apart yeah. from that, the, uh, the actually really eye-opening view of how venues mm. run for boxing as well. Uh, what's next for you then? What's next? Well, the $10 million my, question. Yeah. <laughs> I renewed my license. To so I'm still technically a sanctioned professional boxer. Um, I see Lee um, at the at the cafe yeah, and he's yeah, like, come down. We've had him on. Yeah, come down, come down. You're always welcome down. I've relocated now to Maystone, which I'm closer to the gym. He's just moved to, so all the alarm bells are ringing that, that come on, this is, this is, yeah. this should happen because you're now 10 minutes yeah. away. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's see, get back training, have a little look. But I think the next step for me as well, I, I want to, I want, I've got this in my head for a southern area. I really have. Okay. Um, but I'm getting on. I'm 34 now. Lee reckons it's feasible. Few people think it's feasible. I think it's feasible. Yeah. Grant so Dennis just, is still fighting at 39. Yeah. I know yeah. he's calling himself Benjamin Buttons, <laughs> but, but he's mate, still fighting. He is. He is. Literally, <laughs> he is. But again, dedication. Like, he's a very, very dedicated mm, yeah. athlete. Yeah. Very dedicated, Grant. He's always in the gym. He lives the life. He doesn't go out. He doesn't play. No. He doesn't think. He's, that's why he's Benjamin Button. He does go he out does. just with a bottle of yeah, water in his that's, hand. That's what he's done. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think as well, speaking to Joe, there's a possibility and speaking to the board as well, that I might go for my professional promoter's license. Right. Okay. But that's, yeah, again, life. So yeah, because that I can imagine is also stress in its own, in its own way. Late night weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But (laughs) another thing. As a professional, like you might not know, so, but as to be a professional um, promoter, you have to put up a ten thousand yes. pounds, yeah, yeah, to the board. So, which is why and all. So, if the show flops, the officials get paid. Most importantly, the boxers get yeah. paid. Um, journeymen get paid, yeah. and it covers yeah. that. So, at the moment. With life, just had a baby, looking at a house, looking at this, looking at that 10 grand. You nearly yeah, go else. Is, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It's kind of at the moment. It's difficult. Again, yeah, I could, we could do it through the club, do, but there's just a lot of stuff yeah. at the minute with life. But it's just, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit. So we're in limbo at the moment. Yeah, that, that's We're in limbo at the moment. So, so watch, watch this space for where, think, where you go next. I think. Just logistically, that would be a calling for me because I love boxing. Been in boxing since a very young Boxer age. Promoter. Been a promoter <laughs> since, yeah, 2012. I left the roadworks, went to that. So, yeah, being a promoter, being a boxer, being a, yeah, kind yeah, of. So I think that's it. where I would like to. 
So that, that is a that watch this space, yeah. Yeah, possibly, yeah, hopefully. Uh, so yeah. I'd like to ask all our guests, basically, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. Different, uh, basically create the perfect boxer through different attributes. Okay. So uh, one boxer per attribute. So if I was to say to you, who's your favourite fighter through footwork? Footwork? Yeah. Ooh, footwork. Like I said, put you're gonna put you on the spot. I would probably say I would probably say Lomachenko. Yeah. yeah. Uh punch power. Punch power. Ooh, punch power. It would probably be yeah, John Wilder, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think it's gotta be I strangest think, yeah, punch but the hardest the punch. Yeah. Chin? Chin, it's gotta be uh, Joe Joyce probably. <laughs> even even, even his last fight, yeah. yeah, still didn't go down, still didn't <laughs> uh defensive Defensive. Mm. Um, you, I'd say Mayweather, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing with Shako Stevenson at the moment okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. And again, Lomachenko, but it's, he's got a bit, he's getting older now and he's, he's looking more vulnerable. But I'm liking coming through what I'm seeing with Shako mm. Stevenson. What about like attacking prowess? Uh, so um, like favourite attacking type fighter. Not that one punch knockout, no, but you know, where someone's consistent. Yeah. Uh I like Josh Taylor with that. If you watch him, I know he lost of his last one, but his foot is always in the pocket. Um and he's always yeah, I like I really like his work. I really yeah. like what he does. And then the last one and sparring as well. I sparred just Taylor. Oh, that yeah, I sparred just Taylor. <laughs> and yeah, that oh, that's a, that, just it. just yeah. throw out that name there. No, yeah, I sparred <laughs> him as in amateurs years ago, and it was different then because it was was kind of same there. But yeah, I sparred him as a pro a couple of years back, and it was you knew he was. Being a gentleman in there, you know, special and not, yeah, and not like sparring Luke Campbell and stuff. In all fairness, it was quite a good spar, mm. and you knew he was having a bit as well. But it's first person as a pro, probably I knew he was being a gentleman in there, and he weren't trying to take liberties, nice. and he could have easily just completely <laughs> took no. me, hit me with a body yeah. shot, and you know. Do you know, yeah. give one of them, <laughs> give one of them, and he just, yeah, just did, uh, he stepped back and he could have, yeah, that is full, yeah. <laughs> what about boxing IQ? Boxing IQ, um, probably, yeah, probably Mayweather, Lomachenko, um, yeah, that kind of, yeah, at a minute with the yeah, sugar rays, um. Roberto, Roberto Duran in his lightweight years yeah. was just incredible. But IQ wise, I think it was just naturally just unreal. Just yeah. Oh. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> no worries. Um, Thanks for me on. Yeah, thank you. Obviously, if uh, anyone enjoyed the uh, podcast, uh, Patreon, we are the JMS Boxing Podcast now, not the Jeremy Stories anymore. Uh, Patreon three pound a month, and follow us on all our socials. Uh, cheers. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch- 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.